the question that often comes comes up from students is, what do you mean when you say dynasty? Right. What do you mean when you say dynasty? See, the king stay the king, all right? So how do you get to be the king? Y'all don't know how to play chess, do you? So? So, so nothing, man. Look, I'll teach y'all if y'all want to learn. What's up, everybody? It is me, and I'm back. Season three, baby. It's coming. It's like one or two episodes away. I don't know. It's it's approaching. It's like I'm on that boat right now in the middle of the ocean looking out, and I could barely see the sun coming up, but you know it's there. That's the feeling you should get right now, knowing that is season three, rising above the horizon. Huge things to come. Um, it's going to be a new show, man. It's, it's revamping the pod and new guests, new hosts. I mean, this shit's about to get real. So buckle up. Um, seat belts are recommended, not mandatory. It's up to you, but, uh, yeah, season three is almost here and I'm back and we have a great show lined up for you today. I got the new co-host of this dynasty wire show right now mr greg gregory king gregory whatever you want to call him uh sometimes he goes by asshole from what i've heard uh you could call him that too i'm sure he's a 49ers fan so uh to each his own and then we got my buddy old pal hadn't talked to him in a while great catching up with him mr rob rose what's up boys what <laughs> is that something I missed out on, or did y'all just decide to do that? No, that was, was spontaneous. Yeah. I was just following his lead. I'm like, okay, sounds like fun. Just, just, just like a what's up? Late nineties. Yeah, that was a great, great super yeah. commercial. Uh, so basically. The best commercials ever. Oh, dude, they they really are. Like the Doritos and the Pepsi commercials, and like you know, like the old commercials where you go look at the Super Bowl commercials of the '90s, and there's those key companies that have one every single year. Those are always the best ones. Like, and they stay being the best because it like it's like something new every year, and you're like, how do you keep thinking of these ideas? I don't know. So, how was absurdity is fantastic. <laughs> so, how was your year this year, Rob? How was your fantasy season? Let's go into that. Uh, went to five championships this year. Uh, won three. Took second place in a money league, and I, I really thought I had it until that last Aaron Jones run. And uh, like many a person out there, uh, that smacked me, uh, bent me over sans lubrication, and did not buy me dinner afterwards. So. Uh, it was rough. It was fucking rough. But I did win three uh, championships this year. And, uh, you know, all in all, um, in the leagues I, I could give my attention to, I did well. Uh, there were far too many that I couldn't, but rebuild time. It's always fun to rebuild, man. I love rebuilding. Not even a reach around? Nothing. You got nothing. Oh, nothing at all. 
But Greg, what about you, man? I don't know much about you, so I might start asking you a lot of random questions. You're just going to have to deal with it because I'm sure the audience wants to kind of hear a little bit more about you. You know, you're just like this, you're this random guy who just walked into the bedroom and somebody just got out of the shower and they're in the middle of getting dressed and they don't know who you are or why you're there. So you kind of need to state who you are and why you're here. That's, uh, that's my first question. Who are you and why are you here? Well, see, this guy we both know told me to be here. Now, um, I, my, my Twitter handle is Dino Mechanic. Um, so I'm, I'm a aircraft mechanic by trade and I love dynasty football. So I'm, I'm in about 12, 14 leagues this year. I was in more last year. Didn't have time for, so I cut back a couple of them. Uh, but I got in two ships this year and won both of them. So I'm happy about that. And, um, so there's that, uh, that's who I am. Now, why are you here? Oh, I'm here. I love talking about dynasty football. I'm here to help as best I can and to enjoy talking about dynasty fantasy football. Next question. Okay. This is third on the, uh, on the test you're taking right now. How was your season, man? Like, like I want to know not just the championships or whatever, however you finish, but I want to know like who'd you hit on, who'd you miss on, who was your most owned player? Like who provided you the best, you know, opportunity for value this year. Basically, so I hit on AJ Brown and Debo Samuel every single place. I had them in every league. Um, I missed completely on um, what's his face, uh, Tony Pollard, and he, um, you know, he wasn't a consistent every week type of starter, but he was a bye week fill in. You know, sometimes reliable. And I just didn't like him from the jump. I didn't like him coming out of Memphis. I just didn't like him as a prospect. But he's the reason why I finished 30th in the Scott Fishbowl and not 15th. You know, like uh, he kind of had a big effect on my season. I had him on the bench in a few dynasty leagues. And if I would have played him, I would have won here and there. But that was probably my biggest miss. Now, my most owned player – uh, was I do super flex. So my most owned player in all of my leagues is Lamar Jackson because I'm a boss and that's what I do. Um, second most owned player is Kyler Murray because I drafted him everywhere. And uh, basically I would draft Dwayne Haskins first if Kyler Murray wasn't like predicted to go over the board. And then I would trade back and trade for – the 1.02 because I had spent a lot of capital knowing that 101 last year would be a lot of value. So I would trade back to the 102 and add in a third and fourth round and basically trade a quarterback in Superflex, Dwayne Haskins, and a rookie third and a rookie fourth and would get the 102. Like people were thinking they ran away with the boat. Well, I'm sorry, buddy, but I brought the yacht and I got that Kyler Murray on my team and Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray won me four leagues, um, alone. Like the rest of my team was horse crap. So they really just won me the leagues by themselves. but my best, uh, acquisition of last year and my most owned player in redraft and in dynasty that isn't a quarterback is Christian McCaffrey. Um, I made a lot of trades last season where I didn't draft him. I made a lot of trades for him because I kind of saw what was happening. I saw all the injuries 
which is kind of how I've started training myself to think in dynasty wise. I saw the injuries happening to Cam. I said, man, like it's reoccurring things. It's not one thing here and there. It's the same things over and over and over. Eventually he's going to have to get better. You know, eventually he's going to have to take time off. So I basically saw the opportunity on the horizon for Christian McCaffrey just because the opportunity whenever your quarterback is hurt, you're going to rely on your running back more. Well, whenever you have a running back who's just as good as any wide receiver in the league, that's like double the production. So I knew he would finish top three. Now, was I expecting him to join the 1,000-1,000 club? Hell no. I mean, nobody was, but... I mean, he's my most owned player. So if you look at my three most owned players this year, Lamar, Kyler, and Christian McCaffrey, you say, man, you you definitely won with those. But then, uh, I mean, my biggest miss was Tony Pollard. And then Juju has to be my other biggest miss because I owned him everywhere. And, um, I mean, he had a lot of trouble with quarterbacks, so it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how my year went. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, most on wide receiver was Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin. And then, uh, which I have him on most of my dynasty teams. And then tight end was Mark Andrews and Dallas Goddard, which Mark Andrews kind of carried it away. And then Dallas Goddard, he filled in on the weeks that Mark Andrews was hurt, actually. So it was kind of nice. It was kind of a nice balance. Uh, I got kind of lucky this year, man. I had a rough ending to the year because um, out of my 27 or 28 leagues, I made it to the finals in 21 of them, and I only came home with seven championships. So, uh, yeah, it was not – it was it wasn't, it wasn't good, man. I was like – I had like a 25% win rate in the championship round, and it was horrible. It was just a, a heartbroken uh, – the ones I wanted to win the most, I lost in the weirdest ways, you know. Scott Fishbowl took a lot of my attention because, I mean, it's amazing. That's an amazing league to be a part of. And, uh, I mean, I was blowing everybody out of the water, bro. Like, I mean, I had some weeks. I was top three in scoring, you know. I was just a dog. And uh, Deshaun Watson carried me in that league. And I, that was the one league in redraft, the one league out of everything that I passed up on Lamar Jackson. Just think, if I would have had Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, people's heads would have been rattling. They'd still be shaking. They wouldn't know what to do. So I just gave you the spiel on me. Now I want the spiel on you. Tell me everything about your season, Greg. So the most – own players I, I'd definitely say were Austin Hooper, which I definitely hit on. I've been high on Austin Hooper for a while, and I own him in three or four different leagues, so about 25% of my leagues, 33% of my leagues I own him in. Um, so I'm pretty happy about that. I also own uh, David Mc, I own Montgomery as well, David Montgomery, which who's been kind of now, hmm, I don't know what the right word is, but not, not as High hopes as I had for him. I really liked him coming out of Iowa State. I thought he looked really good there. And, yeah, I know he's kind of a plotter, but I think he has a lot of patience and vision. He can just make great cuts and just make people miss. I enjoy watching him play the game. So kind of a miss, kind of I think he'll do better next year. Um, the other player I also was higher on was TJ Hawkinson, which I owned him in a lot of different leagues. 
and tight ends don't typically do well year one, and he did a great first game, and then the rest of the year did nothing. So that was fun. Um, so th- this year I was in eight out of twelve leagues. I went to the playoffs in, lost a couple in the first round, lost a couple in the semifinals, and then one and one two ships out of it. I was high on Dante Pettis before he came for this year, and I regret that decision ever so much. I love the way he separated. I love the way he always got open. And this year is just going to be a colossal bust. I thought with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, I thought he'd do great. And could have been so far from the truth. So that was kind of frustrating. Um, let's see here. What else was I higher on and lower on? I was also higher on um, Michael Thomas. I have him in a few different leagues. I love Michael Thomas. I think... He's obviously he's underrated is the right word, but he's just because uh, he doesn't do anything that fantastic. He's not DeAndre Hopkins or OBJ. He's just really good, steady Eddie kind of player, and I enjoy. I like those players on my fantasy teams because I can count on him to give me 18 points week in, week out, or more, and it's great most weeks. So, um, so what player do you wish you owned here. more this season? Say Miles Sanders. I don't have any of his shares. Ooh. So I wish I had more Miles Sanders. Dude, he's my RB one. People were asking me like, "Why do you have him as your RB one?" And I was saying, "Why don't I have him as my RB one? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Tell me." And they would just say, uh, "I don't know, dude. Like Jordan Howard. Shut up, Jordan Howard. Get out of here." So I don't understand the hype about Dante Pettis, man. I was never a fan of him. You know, he's the, he's I think he's like the fourth or fifth wide receiver on the depth chart right now for the 49ers. My man Trent Taylor is on the IR. I yeah. think he'd be in I think he'd be in front of Dante Pettis, honestly. Uh Rob, tell me what do you think about Dante Pettis, the flanker for the 49ers? Uh, yeah. So right now with the explosion of Debo Samuel, I think you can buy Dante Pettis really cheap if you have a taxi spot and you want to wait for him to develop. But I wouldn't invest any, uh, really anything more than like a fourth or a fifth round pick in this coming draft for him. Cause he's really just going to be a developmental flyer. Um, I enjoy watching him in his highlights but it seems like he hasn't really put all of that together on field yet and uh i think if you're playing in a league with uh is he still returning punts when he's healthy nope no Mm, yeah because uh that that was going to be my final hope if you're playing in uh in a league with uh special teams points you know maybe dante penis yeah so uh i i don't really like him in an offense where the focal point will be the run and there are multiple receiving options ahead of him, mainly George Kittle. Um, you're always going to have, you know, a couple of receivers, but George Kittle is going to be the person that dominates in that offense uh, in the passing game. So um, unless you're in a super deep league, I think I'm staying away from Mr. Pettis this year. I mean, the big thing about Dante Pettis is that he has going for him, right, is he was a second pick, right? He was a second-round pick, 12 overall uh, from what I remember, and he's only 24 years old. Yep. Now, he's not that fast. He runs a 4-5, which it, that's fast. Don't don't get me wrong, but you got guys like Jalen Hurd and Debo Samuel and uh, 
what's his name? Uh, Marquise Goodwin. Like they're all faster than him. They can all, you know, play multiple roles on that team. Really, Debo can line up anywhere on the field. Uh, Jalen Hurd is a gadget player who has all the measurables. He's six five, two hundred maybe. I, I don't know about his weight, but he was picked in the third round. So the capital was there for Pettis, but I don't see him stacking up well against Jalen Hurd when he's healthy. Um, I mean, I think we might see. Now, this is totally out of the blue. Nothing points to this. I haven't heard anything. It's way too early. But I think this is a player we have to keep an eye on who could potentially get traded to a wide receiver needy team, uh, i.e. the Patriots or somebody like that, Steelers possibly, where they offer like a third-round pick for him. I mean, why wouldn't you take a third-round pick for him right now? You know, I, that's just just me spitballing right now. Uh, I mean, the 49ers definitely do need receiving help. You know, don't don't get it twisted. They need receiving help. They have Debo. They have old man Sanders, Colonel Sanders, uh, Kendrick Bourne. I like Kendrick Bourne, but Kendrick Bourne isn't – I mean, I'm not going to – be proud that I have Kendrick Bourne on my team as a wide receiver. So uh, Trent Taylor, I mean, poor guy just needs to stay healthy. Uh, I mean, they need receiving help. So I could Kittle. Right. And they have Kittle, right. A tight end and Dwelly, you know, who's a decent tight end as well. I mean, I don't know. I I just don't see Pat as being a long-term asset in San Francisco. But what I do see as a long-term asset is this great, great show, The Dynasty Wire. And I just want to remind you that Sleeper Wire, I mean, those dudes right there, you know, the the big, the daddy show to us. Basically, they put out things like every single week. And Dynasty Wire... It's been a crazy year, you know, with my schedule and stuff. So I haven't gotten to put as many episodes out as I wanted. But those same guys that you hear on this show also appear on Sleep of Water. You know, Rob is hustling over there. Greg's hustling over there. I'm hustling everywhere, bro. Like, we're trying to put out content for y'all. So whenever y'all hear this show and you hear me speaking right now, just remember we got the sleeper wire and we got the dynasty wire and season three of the dynasty wire is on its way. Like, wait, you hear that? Do y'all hear that? Oh, Oh shit. Look, it's coming. You could hear it. It's season three approaching season three's approaching. It's like a it's like a fighter jet landing after battle, people. Like we just went to battle this season. We came home with the the heads of all our enemies we just slayed in the three hundred. You know, we we balled, bruh. This is us. We came home, took home the trophies. I mean, look, we here. You know, that's what I told you I was here for from day one. Get you that trophies. I have people reaching out to me on Twitter, on Sleeper, saying, hey, thank you for the help this season. Hey, thank you for, you know, the great show, blah, 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 where you listed your rankings and all that and helped me draft. Well, y'all are welcome. You know, I do this for the listeners. I do this because I like to help y'all. 
And I have fun, man. I have fun with Rob. I have, I'm going to have fun with Greg. I have fun with everybody who comes on the show. Uh, big things are to come. And I appreciate every single one of you that listen to the show. I appreciate every single one of you who have reached out to me. It means a lot. That's why I do it for y'all. So back to the show. Uh, I want to get away from the 49ers because Greg's getting too excited over there. And I don't like that. You know, I'm, I'm still recovering from the game Saturday that we don't speak of. Or Sunday, sorry. Um, we don't speak of it. It's Baltimore. You know, that's what it is. So whenever you have the game that must not be named, you move on to the time of the year right now. And it's it's postseason, you know, it's playoffs, baby. That's that's what we go for all year. And whenever you lose, if you don't come away with a ring, the whole season's wasted, in my opinion. Now, that's just my that's just my personal opinion. But if you don't come away with the trophy in a dynasty league, the whole season is not wasted. Because now is the time where you can buy and sell before that rookie that you're trying to get or that player on the second year or third year breakout that's slowly breaking out before they have their big ooh-ah moment in the playoffs, you need to buy him. A.J. Brown right now, go buy him. He had one catch for four yards in the playoff game. Go buy him. Get them while you can. Y'all don't understand, like, these rookies are about to be year two players. You're not going to be able to trade a second-round rookie pick for one of these people whenever everybody starts hyping them up. I'm the hype train, baby. I'm driving this thing. I'm hyping it before anybody. I'm telling you what to do. Go get your favorite rookie right now. This is the cheapest you're ever going to get them, period. Cheapest, period. Miles Sanders is going to be RB1 next year. You either get them now or you pay the price later. I'm telling you, go get them rookies. Now, I want to touch because I just got a message about I want to touch on something I said on Twitter. Two years ago, I acquired Patrick Mahomes. Last year, I acquired Lamar Jackson. I'm buying these players at their lowest value, right? Buying these players at the lowest potential value. This year, the quarterback that I'm acquiring, no, it's not Kyler Murray because I got him everywhere. (laughs) It's Sam Darnold, baby. We're jetting up. Sam Darnold. He's going to get better, I'm telling y'all. Now is the cheapest time to acquire him. Go get Sam Darnold. So, this brings me to the point where I'm buying Sam Darnold. Well, Draft Genius, what are you offering for him? Uh, Superflex leagues, I'm offering a second-round pick. And people are going to jump and say, wow, you're dumb. Give me that second. Because people look at Sam Darnold as just a guy. I don't. I view him as a top-ten quarterback eventually. It's a very risky move, but it can pay off extreme dividends. Uh, Another player I'm training for Sam Darnold in a Superflex league is Marlon Mack. I'm trading my man Marlon Mack because I feel like the Colts are going to draft a running back. I love Marlon Mack, man. That's my boy but I'm moving him because now is the time to move him. I'm also trading Mark Ingram. I'm trading Mark Ingram for Sam Darnold and like a third-round pick or something. I've made it in two leagues. I know it's possible. Mark Ingram probably has another year left of a top-tier running back, and then he's going to be on the decline. He's about to be 31 years old. Now is the time to sell. So just told you, the quarterback that I'm acquiring this this offseason 
Now I want to hear from Greg and Rob. You know, the two, the whole reason I'm on this show right now is to talk to them, not to y'all. y'all. I'm not hearing voices whenever I'm talking right now. I only hear voices when I talk to them. So we're going to see what they have to say, who they're acquiring, who they're selling, what's the business. Let's go by quarterbacks, boys. What quarterbacks are y'all acquiring this offseason? Rob, will go you first and then Greg, and then we'll switch it up and go Greg, then you. Let's get it. Sounds good, man. So I just want to throw in a, a little a little uh, bonus for me and you. Last year, you and I talked about Gardner Minshew long before it ever happened, and lo and behold, it happened. Um, Dude, where's some freaking psychics? Also, uh, so this year, yeah, that one was awesome. Dude, I did love that. We didn't even like see the like we said that this could very much be a possibility, and this shit, I forgot about that. I remember, though, we were recording late at night, and that shit happened, bro. That shit, like, mm-hmm. from almost day one, he just came in with that swag-ass mustache and started throwing fireballs down the field. <laughs> That's what he did, bro, like he's a karate kid or something. It was fucking awesome. Oh, man. Continue, though. Continue. I got too excited. No, I, it was awesome. So my uh, my quarterback that I'm buying this year, though, jeez, uh, you kind of caught me off guard with that. But I think uh, I think Sammy Darnold's a, an excellent risk to take. Um, and I think, jeez, uh, if I had to try and acquire somebody, um, you know, I I would think that Baker Mayfield is probably going to do better than he did this year, and people are. Uh, looking at how bad the Browns did and not remembering that Baker wasn't terrible in fantasy football uh, every game. Uh, there were some really rough ones, but for the most part, he was still on the edge of QB1, if not a QB1 each week, and uh, I think he's actually probably due for some positive regression here, uh, especially if Landry and OBJ both stay there in Cleveland with a new head coach. Uh, I think they could see something uh, good happen. It's going to be tough for them to switch back to a new coach, new coordinator, have the, go through those changes, learn a new offense. But I think the second year together with OBJ, Landry, and Baker, and Joku coming back should make that Browns offense uh, a little more potent, and I think you should see uh, some better stats from Baker next year. Well, who, my, that question also caught me off guard, so, but thanks for going first. Allow me to think about it. Uh, I think Baker and... Darnold are both good choices uh, as well. I was thinking for me is Daniel Jones. I wasn't high on him before coming into the season. Kind of reminded me of Trubisky, the kind of same situation, which I bought Trubisky last year, and I don't regret it because I bought him low, and he's still generally my quarterback three, so I'm not starting him every week. Um, but for Daniel Jones, I'm really excited for because they're going to they're gonna give him more weapons. Uh, they're going to have more healthy options this time around. Serena Shepard's going to be around. Still got Golden Tate. Darius Slayton came out of nowhere for a lot of people. Um, and then to take one, Barkley finally started looking healthy towards the end of the year. So it makes me really excited to see where the Giants will go next year. And they have a low draft pick yet again. They can get spinning on a good offensive tackle uh, or whatever, hopefully. Um, so I, I, I think Daniel Jones is one of some of my buy low candidates. If you can buy them low, some people are very high on him, but that's who I'd buy. I'm interested to see Daniel Jones, man. I wasn't high on him. You know, I don't think anybody was. Um, I got Darius Slayton everywhere, really. My most most owned rookies are – I drafted a lot of receivers. Basically, what I did last year was I sold all of my aging receivers 
for picks, right? And then I drafted a whole new crop of receivers because of how good last year's class was. So I acquired A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, and um, uh, Ashton Doolin, which that was my guy that didn't pan out, but I, I acquired them everywhere, you know, and Darius Slayton, I thought he'd be a project, but he sort of got unlocked whenever Daniel Jones started starting games, which was pretty cool. And, um, I mean, granted, you had Sterling Shepard that was hurt all season. Evan Ingram was hurt all year, so they kind of had to go to him because he was the only one left. But if you look at their depth chart, he's actually the only wide receiver who fits the role of a like an not an alpha guy, but that number one receiver. Like, you're not going to put Sterling Shepard out against the team's best cornerback. But you can put Slayton out there because he has the speed to beat him. He has some of the techniques to get around press coverage. So, I mean, I like him. You know, I like everything you said. Daniel Jones has some weapons. Um, I really didn't get to see David Seals, who I wanted to see. I don't know if he's still on the team even. But he was a guy who I kind of liked. They have Darius Slayton. They have Sterling Shepard. They have Golden Tate. I don't think Golden Tate is good, uh, but they have him. And I feel like they're probably going to draft, you know, one of these receivers that we see this year. You got Higgins, if he declares. You got Ruggs, you know, from Bama. You got, uh, what's his face, CeeDee Lamb. You know, I don't think they'll get Jerry Judy. I think he'll go before their pick. But my point being, you have all these receivers, you know, you even have homeboy who was the best receiver in college football this year from Arkansas State, Omar Bayless. From a stats standpoint, he was the best receiver this year. You know, he went 93 catches for 1,653 yards and 17 touchdowns. And he is 6'3", 207. So you put a player who can do that at 6'3", 207 on the outside, you have Shepard at the slot, and you have Slayton at – the Z spot all the way at the end of the field. I mean, you got a damn good receiving core for a good young quarterback. And really Daniel Jones has a, he, he's sneaky fast. I feel like, like, I don't feel like he's fast in any sense, but I feel like if you give him a little open gap in the line, he can run for that four yards. You know what I'm saying? Like he can, he runs a four eight. So, I mean, he's not like a lineman slow, but I feel like he, can, if he catches you by surprise, he'll get four yards. And I feel like teams have to look at that and say, okay, well, we can't, you know, run certain defenses every single time. I'm not going to speak all technical because some people might not understand, but basically saying they're going to have to respect the pass and run game. They got to respect that Daniel Jones can scramble for like two, three yards if he needs it. And you got Saquon the truck Barkley in the backfield the ones whose thighs are the size of an offensive lineman's stomach. And then you have a good receiving core now. Well, dude, Daniel Jones set up for success. So I like that. I like that. We'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, I was going to say Baker, but I figured Rob would say Baker. So I kind of let him slide with that. Uh, I didn't want to steal his thunder. You know, it is. Tag team action. <laughs> dude. I mean, I can't get over Gardner Minshew, bro. Like, yeah, we talked about that shit. <laughs> and he was free. He was a fifth-round pick in most uh, dynasty drafts. 
free. What a bunch of chums. Yep. Man. <laughs> like, dang. All right, cool. Then I guess we hit on that, too. So, who are y'all sells now? Now I want to know Greg's number one sell at quarterback, uh, Superflex League, because obviously you don't really sell in a dynasty unless you have a surplus. But who are you trying to sell at quarterback? And, Rob, who are you trying to sell? So let's hit Greg first. For me, I'd say probably Brissett. I think Brissett will be in Indianapolis for another year. Uh, he's looked good. He's a good game manager. I think he's just serviceable. Granted, he didn't have a lot of weapons. Tight T.Y. was out for the whole year and didn't really have much else to throw to. So maybe that's part of the issue. But for me, it's if you can go ahead and sell him. I don't see the Colts drafting a quarterback next year. Um, I just They're half, they're at pick 14, 15, somewhere in there. Um, that's just not a good range to pick a quarterback. Uh, I could totally see them grabbing one and kind of grooming him, kind of what happened with Gardner Minshew and then a lot of other quarterbacks this past year. Um, Kyle Allen and so yeah, a lot of examples this year. Uh, so I see that happening. So I would personally would tr- trade Brissett if you can get something that you can get. You probably can get a first out of him, maybe a late first um, if you're lucky. So that's who I'd sell. Man, yeah, I was so glad you went first this time, and I still have not hit a person that I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so you know what? We're going super flex. I think I would probably go with uh, Derek Carr, who's coming off statistically uh, a mediocre season. <sighs> but uh, the move to Las Vegas is going to be a little weird. So uh, right now, I think you can get rid of Derek Carr in a super flex league for – Probably a second or third round pick and be able to get back something far better in return. Um, I don't think the move to Vegas is going to be good for Gruden and company. Um, But Carr has good assets in Waller and uh, Hunter Renfrow as far as young talent. So uh, he does have people out there to do it and he showed he can finish the year strong. So people may remember that a little more than they do. Uh, some of the uh, shitty games, so uh, that that's uh, not not a strong option, but that's the option I'm going with. Damn it, man! It's just if I'm in a league with you, you better sell me Derek Carr. Okay, because Carr ain't going nowhere. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere, man. He's here to stay. He's gonna lead us in Vegas. I got faith in my man DC, baby. DC all day. But we need a receiver, man. This dude was throwing to, uh, you know, the subway guy, um, the guy who works at Arby's. He was throwing to nobodies out there. Like, he had Renfro, yes. He had Tyrell Williams, yeah, I guess. Waller was his best receiver, and he's a tight end. That doesn't make sense. Make no sense at all. So get that man some weapons. We finally got a run game. I'm a Derek Carr believer, but if you do want to sell him, I can't blame you. Just be sure you sell him to me. That's it. So now we move to running. We back. might be able to arrange that in a the league there. <laughs> Dude, I'm buying him. I love my guy. Ride or die, baby. I'll ride or die in the car all day. So... <laughs> <laughs> On to running backs, the buys, man, the buys, the buys. There's really so many, so I'm only going to state one because I, I don't feel like telling everybody who I'm buying, obviously, because some people who listen to this are in leagues with me. <laughs> so the 
one of the running backs I'm buying is Miles Sanders, man. Miles Sanders is my guy, and I own him most places. If I don't own him, then most likely I'm trying to acquire him. The other running back I'm trying to buy is it's it's weird because like I don't know if I should buy him, but I'm very much trying to buy him just because I'm a fan and we saw what he could do. It's Sony Michelle, and Sony Michelle. If you think two years ago in rookie drafts he was going in the first round, there's a reason for that. The dude is a stud and he's talented. Uh, the Patriots run game just sucked ass this year and they're kind of in that transitioning phase. Like, you know, whenever you're probably like 14 years old, 13 years old and you're, you know, you're going through puberty and your voice gets deeper in a matter of 10 minutes while you're talking and you don't even notice. That's kind of what the Patriots are doing. They're changing, man. Their body of work is changing. They, they don't even notice it. They're just changing so rapidly. Like they're, too slow to adapt to it. I think that's the problem this year. I think that's why they were going in the wild card round, and Brady's only been in the wild card round three times. Like, they had a bad season, a bad year. So I'm acquiring Sony Michelle for pennies on the dollar. I'm, I uh, In all the leagues I won, really, what I do is, well, I'm not going to tell you what I do because I probably won it if you're listening. <laughs> so basically – I'll like say I'll trade like the 212 or the 214, right? But I'm going to trade it for Sony Michelle. And somebody's going to take it. Now, it might not be in every league, but somebody's going to take it. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy with getting a player who people are saying, oh, he's washed up or oh, he's a bust, blah, blah, blah. Whenever, who am I going to pick a 212 that's a locked in player? Nobody. There's nobody at 212 or 214, especially, that you're going to pick. That is a locked-in producer. Whenever you know Sony Michelle was a first-round pick for a reason to the Patriots, Belichick saw something in him to waste the first-round pick on him. So I'm going after Sony Michelle. The guy I'm selling is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, the Russian king, is who I'm selling. I'm selling this dude because, dude, I don't see this happening every year. I don't know where he's going. I will happily trade Derrick Henry for Nick Chubb in a third-round pick if I can get that. I'll happily trade Derrick Henry for Joe Mixon and a pick or another player. I'll happily move Derrick Henry because this is whenever you sell. This is the highest his value is going to be, in my opinion. I don't see him winning the Russian title next season. Two years in a row, not happening, bud. Not happening. So... Let's go with Greg first this time. Greg, what running back are you buying and what running back are you selling? Well, personally, I'd buy Kenyon Drake. And I'm kind of hesitant to say this but because uh, he's a free agent after this year, but I think – don't mind that. If you heard that, my wife cackling. <laughs> um, anyways, i buy Kenyon Drake because, uh, you know, he's a, he's a free agent – and he might not stay in Arizona, but I think the Arizona is going to be like, well, this guy has done great for them, and he's everything that they want. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He does. He's been great there, so I don't see why they would not resign him to a prove-it two-year contract cheap, something like that. You know, uh, he's he's only you know played a few good games, so that's a, that's a player I would buy, and you could probably buy him for a second-round pick easily. Um, at the most, you could pay you probably pay pay a third for him in some spots, but you know. 
that's who I who I buy and who I'd sell. Uh, I did like what you said about um, Mac being that would that be definitely one I would sell. Uh, him or Aaron Jones, and reason Aaron Jones, he, his success in fantasy this year is strictly a lot of it is touchdowns. The guy had like how many touchdowns? The guy that I had this year, I know it was a lot. And is he going to do that again next year? No, touchdown regression is totally a thing. Look at Patrick Mahomes; he had 50 touchdowns last year. This year, he is in the 30s. It's not sustainable. Uh, give me a guy who has more yards, that's more sustainable every single year than touchdowns. So those are my, that's my buy and my sell. And for me, uh, so I'm going to give a shout out to the Sunday Blitz crew. We've been high on Devin Singletary all year, and uh, he's finally starting to hit on all cylinders, and I'm willing to pay the price it's going to cost for Devin Singletary. Um, now, in a super flex league, I don't think I would give up the 101 or 102 probably I'd have to be outside the top five, but I'd gladly give up anything after that for Devin Singletary. And I'd add something to it if I had to, to get the deal done. Cause I believe in his talent. I think he is absolutely going to grow with Josh Allen and having a rushing quarterback is statistically better for running backs. We saw how well it did for Lamar Jackson. And once, once he took over the bulk of the carries for Frank Gore, uh, he really just, uh, showed out his talent, how shifty he is, his uh, short area burst, his quickness, his ability to make people miss. Um, he looks like LaShawn McCoy, uh, you know, 10 years ago, which is fantastic. Uh, brilliant runner, and he can make people miss. Um, as far as selling, uh, I do like you uh, talking about Mark Ingram earlier because of his advanced age. Um I don't really have a great answer there. Um, there there wasn't anybody that I owned that I was looking to get rid of uh, quickly. Um, maybe David Montgomery, actually, because he started to do a little better in that offense. So you might be able to give him up as a starting running back for a run-first offense in Chicago uh, for maybe a second-round pick and get some talent. Those are great buys and sells, people. I am hoping you are writing these things down because remember what we said in season one, if you don't have a pen and paper with you while you're listening to this, you're doing it wrong. Uh, it's impossible to retain this treasure chest of information. It's impossible. So you can't retain it. You might as well train yourself to write it down because that's what you do. You write things down. That way you can remember them. So we're going to go through wide receivers, and then we're going to zoom through tight ends first, though. So we're going to get a quick buy and sell, no explanation, but then we're going to hit wide receivers and give you the same old thing we've been doing. So real quickly, the buy that I'm doing at tight end is Dallas Goddard. Uh, The breakout is coming next season. That's all I have to say. The sell I'm making at tight end is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is – getting very old and no one's noticing. So, Rob, Greg, give me your tight end buying sells. Let's get it. Uh, so my buy would be Irv Smith Jr. I think you're going to see him take over a more predominant role in the Minnesota offense. And then my sell would be Joe. Uh, oh. Oh, I had him and then I lost him. Uh, Zach Ertz, sorry, uh, because I believe Dallas Goddard is going to take over more. So, yep. Greg, on to you. I agree with that. Uh, I say 
There's so many tight ends I want to buy. I see the shoe, the pick just one. Um, I'll just name a few and I'll, I'll go into one more. Uh, I think Mike Kozeki, Johnny Smith, and uh, Fant are definitely all ones you can buy pretty reasonably. But I'm going to go into Johnny Smith. I think he had a career year this year. I think Delaney Walker's washed. He's old as heck. Uh, I don't quite agree with the Travis Kelsey. I think tight ends last longer. I think Kelsey will keep kicking ass, taking names for a few more years. That's just me. Uh, for selling purposes, I would sell. I, I, I got you guys already took a good, you know, already took a good one with Ertz. I guess Will Disley. I know a lot of people are still high on him, but he can't stay healthy for the life of him. So I'm gonna go with him or um, Kyle Rudolph because I also believe in Irv Smith. Good info there. Good info there. I hope you're writing it down. So. Now we're on to wide receivers, and man, this is the deepest position in fantasy football. Period. This is the deepest position in football because you start, you start up to four wide receivers at a time on the real NFL field. So just imagine how much production is available at the wide receiver position. That's why people stream. That's why people get away with streaming and win leagues with streaming, like myself. That's what I do. That's how I stumbled upon, you know, certain players that we'll talk about later. So the wide receiver that I'm buying the most, right, is none other than my biggest miss this year, Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm buying him because of the whole quarterback change that he had. Uh, it just He was put in a bad spot this year, man. Antonio Brown left, caused a bunch of drama. You know, the whole nine yards he got hit with, I feel like he's going to get back to exactly how he used to be. I feel like now is the window to buy him. You could get him for a late first, possibly. And you, people are forgetting this dude's 23 years old. This dude has like 10 more years in the league, bruh. Like, go get him. Come on. Go get him. The sell I'm making is Josh Gordon. I'm kidding. I already sold him. <laughs> uh, the sell I'm making is... Now, I'm probably going to take a lot of heat for this but I don't care to be honest with you sell I'm making is DeAndre Hopkins um mm. I'm a DeAndre Hopkins fan through and through but I think that his value will slowly trickle down I think it's the start right now um because you see these other receivers you see the Texans the required Kenny Stills and he got targets uh, you know, they got Will Fuller. I'm sure they're going to acquire another receiver. Do not get it twisted. DeAndre Hopkins is still a wide receiver one and, in my opinion, has the best hands in the NFL. He's the second best receiver in the NFL, but the, he has the best hands in the NFL. He's still a baller, and he still has huge, huge value. Top five dynasty asset. But if I can trade DeAndre Hopkins for – DeAndre Hopkins in a second-round pick for Michael Thomas, I'm doing it. I'm making the upgrade, man. I'm making it. I'm doing it. So that's my sell right now. Not necessarily saying he's bad. A sell isn't always a bad player. Sell is just somebody who you're capitalizing on their current value. So, Rob, hit me with your best shot far away. Well, shooting at the wall is a heartache over here. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to start with my sell. Uh, and that's DJ Moore uh, going right along with what you were saying there, actually, because uh, it's not a bad player, and he came on really strong. It's only his second year in the league, and he's due for a third-year breakout. But wait, 
we don't know who his quarterback's going to be, and that's the problem that I have there. Next year, there's a big question mark as far as who's going to be throwing him the ball. And uh, he displayed that he could be good with just about any quarterback, but right now uh, his value is going to be the highest it's going to be unless he really goes uh, through the stratosphere next year, which I don't expect with a rookie quarterback or Kyle Allen. Um, as far as a buy goes, um, maybe Har- Marquise Hollywood Brown to pick take the homer pick here uh, because he didn't get used a whole lot this year. Uh, he really wasn't healthy. I think a full off season is really going to help him help him come into the season fully healthy. And you're going to see uh, what you saw in that Miami game a little more frequently with those breakaway touchdowns. And you can probably acquire him for somewhere around a third or fourth round pick and uh, be happy with it when he uh, really starts putting it together with Lamar Jackson next season. Greg? I'll follow the same suit. I'm going to sell Keenan Allen. Uh Philip Rivers, frankly, blew chunks this year. You can, tell, you can see the old age, just him in the face this year. And so for a guy who really relies on heavily being heavily targeted to win, he took a, he took a step down this year. And if they let Philip Rivers go, uh, who's going to be a rookie or uh, Tyrod Taylor, which I like Tyrod Taylor, but it's one of those things where are we sure it's going to go back up? He's 27 years old. How much longer – is that ceiling to open? Like we talked about, um, what coach talked about selling Hopkins. I sold Hopkins for uh, a pick, Terry McLaren and Curtis Samuel in one league. And that pick turned out to be one too. So I'm really happy how that turned out. Cause I, my buy is Gary, Terry McLaren. I love that guy. That guy is amazing. He's the only player on the Washington Redskins I want. I think he's going to be the focal point of the offense for years to come. And a lot of people are kind of skeptical because he's on the Washington Redskins, rightfully so. But you still have bad teams. Like, look at Devontae Parker. Bad team. Great year. I have uh, one of my my championships is because I went out, spent a third-round pick on Devontae Parker, and he helped me win my championship. And not many people can say that. It's like, oh, Devontae Parker helped me win my championship. No, I can say that because he did. So those are my, my buy and sell. This is great. Uh, I agree with both of what y'all said. Um, I mean, this is what y'all got to do, people. Now's the time to buy and sell. That's basically what I've been saying all show. You just got to get it done, okay? You just got to get it done. And I just I like getting things done, whether it be buying sales, you know, work, blah blah blah. Just getting things done to where you feel accomplished. Rob, you like getting things done, man? Cha. Sure. Well, I have something to tell you. You have Sam Darnold in our staff league. Let's get something done. Mm. Mm. Send me whatever you want for him, man, and uh, we'll explore it, man. Mm. Just just talking about Sam Darnold, I kind of went and looked, and turns out you have all of you have Sam Darnold who I'm buying. You have Sony Michelle who I'm buying. Let's see receivers. If you can go three for three, man, you don't have any receivers I'm buying, but. Uh, and you got, you got some picks, so let me know, man. Let me know. We'll do something. I'm a man with a vision to get Sam Darnold on all my teams. And, you know, you know, y'all know what Rob's going to do. He's going to try to overcharge me and play with me. He's going to say, I knew he shouldn't have said it on the show. You see, he's a sneaky little thing. Sneaky little things, man. That's another transition though. 
you know, keep in mind, there's a lot of transitions in the show because I'm trying to touch on a lot of things. Be sure you just, I hope just now, since I was ranting and talking to Rob about random nonsense, you wouldn't go fill your lead pencil back up with lead. You put the tip of your ink pen on your tongue so you could wet a little bit more to write because you need to get ready. I'm about to rattle off my top 20 rookies as of now. This is my top 20 rookie prospects as of now for this year. Some of them might decide to go back to school by the time you hear this, and that's okay. That's okay. The draft is like 200 days away or something like that. I don't know. It's far away. So this is it. These are my rookies. Ready, set, go. DeAndre Swift, the running back from Georgia. He's 21 years old, 5'9", 215. He's my number one player overall. Jerry Judy. Wide receiver from Alabama, he's 21 as well, 6'1", 192. He's for sure going into the draft as well. C.D. Lamb is number three for me. Oklahoma wide receiver, 6'2", 189. He's a boss. Like, him and Jerry Judy are one and one. It's weird. That's how good this class is. Travis Etienne, running back, Clemson, junior, 21 years old, 5'10", 210. Five, Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin, junior, running back. He's basically a clone of Melvin Gordon. Okay, 5'11", 219. That's my fifth prospect overall. Now I'm just going to say the names in the school and the position. T. Higgins, wide receiver, Clemson. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. J.K. Dobbins, running back, Ohio State. Chubba Hubbard, running back, Oklahoma State. LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver, Colorado. Cam Akers, Florida State, running back. Um, A.J. Dillon, Boston College, running back. Antonio Gandy-Golden, wide receiver for Liberty. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back, LSU. Eno Benjamin, Arizona State, running back. Jalen Rager, who will shoot up my rankings, I promise you. He will be in the top ten. Wide receiver, TCU. Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver from USC. Henry Ruggs, who declared today, wide receiver for Alabama. Albert Okawumbanem, tight end from Missouri. I probably butchered his name, but I tried. (laughs) Zach Moss, running back, Utah. Albert O. (laughs) Yeah, Albert O. That's it. Then we got... Quarterbacks are going to be, you know, on the side. I'll just give you it's Tua, Burrow, Herbert for me, and then Eason and Fromm. Fromm's a steal if he does declare. Um, another guy I'm looking at is Kylan Hill, uh, running back, Mississippi State. Chase Claypool, wide receiver for Notre Dame. Sleeper is Omar Bayless, who I spoke about earlier, the best receiver in college football this past year statistically. Brian Edwards from South Carolina is very good. He's a senior. Denzel Mims, wide receiver from Baylor, is a senior. And Harrison Bryant, a tight end from Florida Atlantic, is a senior. Notre Dame also has a tight end, Cole something. I'm mind blanking right now. But he's a very good tight end. And uh, he has the potential of being the best in this class by a good bit. So keep an eye on him. Anthony Gordon is a sleeper quarterback. He's the Gardner Minshew of this draft. Went to the same college, Washington State, and led the NCAA 
in passing statistics, in passing yards, in attempts. So that's a guy that you could get. He was 493 for 5,579 yards and 48 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Same school, right? Yeah, same school. You know, uh, Mike Leach does great things with his quarterbacks there. He had a QB rating of 157.9. Very, very good season for this guy. 71% completion rating. I mean, very, very good. So that's a guy I would keep an eye on. He's a senior. He's going to the draft. Those are my rookies, people, and those are extra rookies. I named more than 20 just so you could kind of delve into those names. Those are names you should see fly in the top three rounds of your draft. That is something that I would pay attention to if I was you starting now in order to kind of plan out your draft. You want to plan out how you're going to do things. That way you could succeed and think on your feet whenever you approach with a great offer during the draft. So I'm going to do something that I don't normally do, being that we still have a little bit of time. And I'm going to give Greg the floor. Greg can talk about whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants. He can lead whatever he wants, ask whatever questions. I'm letting Greg get his feet wet in the flowing waters of season two. Season two is about to, it's flooding down the the street right now. It's draining down the street and Greg's trying to fight the stream right now. He's, you know, he's hustling and bustling up the road. The water's pushing him away and he has some last things to say and get off his chest. So I want to hear what this guy has to say. Greg, the floor is yours. Wow. Something I'm about to say is probably very controversial and some people are going to roll their eyes, but, uh, DK Metcalf is a boom-bust wide receiver, and I'm sorry if I offend anyone. He did great this past weekend. I like like what I see. He's great. He's a perfect fit for what Seattle does. They also have Tyler Lockett. I just don't see him being consistent. That's my only thing. I was never a big fan because I just saw him as a boom-bust wide receiver. That's all I did. Always saw it, see him as. And in Seattle, he might be a little bit more boom than bust. Absolutely, but I still see like, he'll probably be more dependable than Will Fuller per se. But I still don't see him being very consistent. That's just me. So that's not how I got off my chest. But some people are definitely going to disagree with me on that. That's fine. A lot of people out there. Um, so there's that. Uh, I say go by Jalen Hurd. Uh, he was a third-round pick last year, 49ers. Yes, I'm talking about my 49ers more. I am biased. I am a homer. <laughs> but he has something the rest of those players don't have. He has size. He's 6'4", 230 pounds. Third-round pick, he was ahead of Alvin Kamara at Tennessee when he was a running back before he transferred to Baylor and became a wide receiver. That guy is more than a gadget player. That guy is just – is it with Kyle Shanahan, is a dream come true. He's a nightmare matchup, matchup nightmare for opposing teams. And Kyle Shanahan will scheme him open all over the damn place. He's been out all year due to a back injury. So those are two players, one player I'm down on, one player I'm up on. Granted, Metcalf's gone up on my board, so I can't I can't say I can't because he's in the perfect situation for him. Um, what else? Um, I'm excited to see what this year will bring. I finally get to do one of my favorite things, which is talk dynasty football. And I'm excited to do that with Coach and Rob. That's so excited. And also our, uh, one of our other co-hosts when he uh, joins us next time. So that is, uh, that's what I can think about right now. That was great. That was great, man. I'm, I All I can think about is how Steven stunned on us. Uh, it kind of hurt my heart whenever he did that. 
Um, just wanted to point that out, Stephen. I hope you're going to listen to this show, and I hope you're going to be very sad whenever you hear this part of the show. I hope you have to pause and cry a little bit, because that's what you made me feel. <laughs> I was looking forward to this great moment. Rob, you're making me very angry with that offer that you just sent me. <laughs> you just went at the jugular, bro. You just went straight forward. Didn't even like no foreplay or nothing. You just went straight to business, bro. Uh, I smelled yeah. blood in the water and like a shark, and came from thirty feet under at full speed, bro. So basically, oh. just to enlighten the people out there, Rob just sent me an offer for DeAndre Hopkins because I said I was selling him. And he offered Sam Darnold and some other assets, which I'm going to counter. I'm going to counter because I always counter if I'm interested. Uh, just can't believe that little bastard just did that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, we touched on buy and sells this show. We touched on prospects. You kind of see that the show is more laid back this episode um, it's kind of just a welcome back episode as as much needed, right? Patreon is still up and running. Um, still doing the, you know, the gifts and all that, like gifts as in G-I-F-T-S to all the patrons that are still there. And, uh, I mean, huge things to come. I need to probably get a secretary that could help a lot. But, yeah, I don't know about all that. Um <laughs> I just joined the great folks at Dynasty Nerds. Okay, I'll be on that site. My rankings will be on the site during the season. Uh, big things to come for this show and for Sleeperwire and for Dynasty Nerds. Sleeperwire is building a fantastic cast of people, man. Like a great, great, great cast of people here. And there's a great, great cast of people at Dynasty Nerds as well. That they're they're hustling too, man. Like these, these will become, I think, some of the top two companies in the fantasy business within a few years because they're all doing the right things. And I've seen it all done, and they're doing what's right. So I want to put some attention towards that. Uh, shout out to the sleeper user Wise W I Z E from Hawaii, man. He won the Wire, which is a league that I put on. It's half analysts, half fans. It's a Devi league, so it has college players. It has IDPs. It has NFL players in every position. Like, this is a hardcore league, and he made it to the playoffs with a 7-6 and six record and won the whole thing. So congratulations, man. I just want to shout that out. Congratulations, big one. Uh, speaking of the wire, there will be a wire part two. I'm taking requests to be in it this off season, so I've taken two so far. I'm considering, but this is the first time I announce it, and uh, that will be one of the main listener leagues for the show because uh, that incorporates every single thing that we talk about here. So if you want to be in that, just give me a shout, give Greg a shout, give Rob a shout, anybody a shout, and I'm sure that message will get relayed to me somehow, some way. One last thing I want to do is usually I said, you know, whenever I built the show, it was Lamar Jackson was going to be the GOAT, right? And uh, lo and behold, I guess he is the GOAT. Last year I said, who did I say, Rob? Who was who was I on? Was I on Sam Darnold last year? Was that who it was? 
I think it was Sam Darnold last year. I think we were still on the Lamar Jackson train. I mean, always. Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson. I never get off the Lamar um, Jackson train. Yeah, Sam Darnold. No. <laughs> never. Ride or die, homie. I think I was on it, but... God, I don't remember. This year. Okay, this year. Oh, man. This is going to be weird because I never do this, but... I'm going to go Dallas Goddard will be the next great tight end. And that's something I'm going to live by because, uh, yeah, it's weird, man. This is a, it's a hard position to predict and it's a hard position to even like, even like be firm about something, but I'm going to be firm about it. Dallas Goddard is the next great tight end. He's the next breakout tight end. So yeah, that's it, man. That's, that's, that's going to be the, Bold prediction this year, and so far I think I'm two for two, so three for three is coming soon, baby. All we got to do is wait 200 more days. So, ain't far. Ain't far away. So, one last thing, what I want to end on is whether or not these people know, I'm sure they know at least one person, I want to see who Rob and who Greg are hoping, as of now, it can change who they're hoping as of now to acquire in rookie drafts, just one or two names and why you're hoping to acquire them. Greg, we'll start with you since you're the new guy and uh, this is your moment to shine right here. One or two, right? Yeah. Or I mean, as many as you want, um, really. I am a, I'll be a homer yet again. I'm, I'm originally from Missouri myself, so I'm going to go with Albert O. I've watched him play at Mizzou, and the guy is amazing. Uh, he's just a great tight end. So that's one player I would love to, love to acquire um, just because I'm a homer mainly. Uh, the other player I think I would love to acquire would be Travis Etienne, or however you pronounce his name. I, I love watching his tape from one limited amount of tape. I'm starting to watch tape. I'm starting to get into it, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that uh, progresses translates this next year in rookie drafts and how uh, how well I do and what I get to learn from this year. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, but Travis Etienne, love that guy. That guy is just great vision, great contact balance, and just ways just the way he runs the ball is just great. Um, uh, so there's a couple of the players I'm really excited for. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Jerry G.U.D., man. Uh, it's mm-hmm. one of the smoothest route runners I've seen in college football. Uh Pretty much, period. Um, I did not watch a lot of college when I was younger, and uh, you know, most of what I see is uh, through highlights or clips that are put together by other people. Um, so to be able to watch somebody do it live, the guy just such a smooth operator. Um, and he does it to every level of competition. Um, really excited to see him play in the NFL. I think it, his skills are going to translate well, and he's going to lose DBs out there all day. Uh, he's going to be dangerous from year one. Um, I guess Henry Ruggs would be the other guy. Same reason, just exciting. I like watching him play. Uh, he's good in a big moment. So I want to see uh, see what he can do in the NFL, see if he can be more reliable and peaceful. Nelson Aguilar, other people who have similar traits. You're just you on... are a Baltimore fan. You you know, <laughs> love all the Alabama, Alabama players. Right. <laughs> I was about to say, he's a... He's a he's rolling the <laughs> yes. tide, baby. Rolling tide. 
So man, look, roll tide. This is roll a uh, this has been a great show, great comeback show, and uh, I just want to say again, you know, season three, I have big plans for it now. Some things need to happen for those big plans to have, you know be fulfilled, but man, big plans in the future. I'm getting very excited for this. Very, very excited for this. Rob, I don't know, man. I'm trying to counter to you, but I feel like whenever I counter, you might say, ah, that's a little too much. I don't want you to despise me. Oh, man. I'm aggressive. I'm I'm sending it. I sent it. I'm aggressive. I'm aggressive. I'm aggressive. Mm. Can't wait to see this. I feel like it could be looked at. Isn't it amazing now that fantasy football, we can actually just send live. Like I literally got the offer you sent back before there was the internet. <laughs> this, this would have been a far different beast. Yeah. And we wouldn't be <laughs> talking to each it's, other, but it's, I mean, yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's crazy, man. And like, I'm trying to, it's like hard for me, especially to make trades. Whenever people know who I like and people know who I dislike, you know, yes. like people have listened to me talk before and use it against me. And I was like, no, hold up, swole up. No, you ain't doing this shit to me. No, I got my <laughs> secrets. So it's, it was even more challenging. Like Rob, I could tell Rob probably didn't like the trade that I just sent him. But, uh, but I see I don't know how he values Sam Darnold. I don't know what he if he's using how I feel about him against me, or if he really does feel like he's a good prospect. I don't know. You see, and I, that's the that's the risk I gotta take, man. Because Rob is he's a sneaky little fella whenever it comes to fantasy football. I knew Rob before I did the show. I think we played in an old dynasty league together. Correct. Yeah, yeah, one of the old uh, sleeper bot dynasty extravaganza leagues. Yeah, dude, like that was that was a long time ago, man. That was like four years ago. So it's a uh, two. Was it two? Because I started the league four years ago. I think so for sure. So I don't know. Maybe you did you take over? Yeah, team? I got into that one late. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. So yes, it did. I don't know. Rob, I, I could tell you hated the trade by your reaction. But uh hopefully <laughs> hopefully we can work something out. So we'll who, find a way. There's there's an in between there. Oh well everybody, you kinda got a relaxing little show. Kinda heard us talk about trades, talk about this and that. Um Rob just rejected my trade, uh, which was expected. You know, I'm I'm very aggressive. Because if you come out aggressive, right, if you come out extremely aggressive, people are, like, caught off guard. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is, he r- r- why is this dude running around with his boxers on his head outside? But then I go and I talk to you and I explain, like, it was a dare, man. I lost a bet or something. Then you're like, okay, I guess that's normal. So if I come out aggressive... And you're like, hey, why'd you send me that? And I'm like, I'm just trying to test the water, see if you're interested, or see if you're active and you want to chat. Then you say, oh, okay, yeah, thanks for thanks for seeing if I'm active. Let's do something. So that's the meaning behind me being aggressive. 
Because if you're conservative, I mean, if I am aggressive, you know, what if, say you send uh, Billy Bob, who is the best receiver in the league, for Bob Billy, who is the best running back, and Bobby Bob, who's the best quarterback. Well, if that person needs a receiver that bad and he accepts it, yeah, he might be overpaying, but you never know how people value other players. So what's the what's the trouble in trying? You know, what's, what's the hurt in trying? So with all that being said, my advice to you this offseason, ladies and gents, is don't be afraid to buy players you like and sell people you dislike. Don't be afraid of it coming back to bite you in the butt. Sometimes you got to go with your gut, and not enough of us do that. Go with your gut. Rob and Greg, I want you to hit the crowd with some last advice before we log off of this show. All right, I'll start it off. Don't forget in Superflex leagues, the one zero one pick should be a quarterback, not any other position, not for any reason. I don't care how much you like that guy. You can trade for him later and get more. Get the quarterback. It's the most valuable position in Superflex. You can use that capital to trade back up to get other people and other things as well. But you, if you are in the 101, 102, there's a couple big-name guys, Tua, Justin Herbert, uh, that are coming. Or, uh, man, uh, Joe Burrow. There we go. Tua and Joe Burrow that are worth the 101 and 102 in your rookie drafts. Greg? Yeah, it's good talk. Uh, I said don't give up on your players. Uh, your players might have had a down year this year, uh, second-year slump. Like we talked about Baker and a bunch of other players who just did not do as well last year. Or uh, There used to be a thing a long time ago before rookies started really started doing well year one. It was three-year wide receiver breakout, and that's still a thing. Look at – granted for Devontae Parker, it's a five-year breakout, but <laughs> – uh, the Corey, Corey Davis truthers out there. I am one of them still. I still believe in the guy. I, I don't know if it will be in Tennessee that he does well, but I, if you just can't always give up on your guys just because they had a down year or if they've done not as great or whatever have you. Sometimes you got to stick it in for the long haul and go, this guy will do great one time. So that's why I'm sticking with David Montgomery. I think he'll do better next year. They saw that Trubisky did better when Montgomery was used more. They have to see that and hopefully they have to see that and he'll do better next year look y'all got a bunch of info from this show man like this was a pretty good show pretty good uh coming back party we got a lot of things and a lot of things and a lot of things on the way i'm so hyped right now i'm just frustrated because rob is playing with my emotions right now gotta go get a damn stress ball or something (laughs) so I'm the draft genius. You know who I am. I'm with Greg and I'm with Mr. Rob Rose, producer Rob in the building, baby. The man that makes all the magic happen, really. He's very, very, very great at what he does. Had a great time, and I will see y'all soon. Hear from y'all soon. More announcements to come. Follow me at the draft genius on Twitter and Sleeper. You can follow Rob at what on Twitter? Esorbor1, E-S-O-R-B-O-R-1. That's my name backwards because I am Rob Rose. I am also at Esorbor on Sleeper. There you go. And you can follow, it's Dino Mechanic or Dynasty Mechanic? Uh, Dino Mechanic. 
Uh, same thing on Sleeper as well. It's also there. So dino mechanic on everything. We're very simple people to follow, people. That's the way to go. Follow the show. Pay attention. Don't sleep. And there is no offseason in Dynasty football. Y'all got to get that through your head. It ain't. The season just ended. No, this is the time to grind, baby. This is the time to grind. Let's go. Let's get it. Dynasty Wire is out till next time. Thank y'all for listening.